This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Joyful, joyful. on Joy 94.9. This is the show where we talk about spirituality and sexuality for our community. Good evening. You are on the Spirit Lounge on Joy 94.9. And tonight it is Rachel and Mark in the studio. How are you tonight, Mark? I'm really well. How are you? I'm fantastic. Do you know why I'm so fantastic? Why are you so fantastic? It is Radiothon. It is indeed. It is. So we are going to have a holiday of the week. We're going to have a bit of news and then we're going to talk a little bit about films and um, religious context within films and stuff. So that will be very interesting. But we do have uh, a song that is going to go with our holy day of the week, and it is called Stay Up All Night. And you're on the Spirit Lounge on Joy 94.9. And that was Stay Up All Night by Rebbits in Tap. So, holy day of the week. We're not going to have a song tonight because I'm not going to sing for all your sakes. Well, that was the song. That, that that's was our the song. Intro. That was our intro. It's a different <laughs> intro tonight. So, oh, the holy day of the week is Shavuot, which is going to occur this Saturday night in through all day Sunday. So, Shavuot is a Jewish festival. It's the, it's, it translates to weeks. Um, so, it marks the completion of a seven-week period following Pesach, Passover, mm-hmm. that we had obviously seven weeks ago. Um, and this p- period of seven weeks is, is essentially a seven-week period of mourning as in a, in a way. Um, we don't do weddings and that sort of things. It's sort of punctuated by Lagba Omer, which is basically the halfway mark. It's a single day of... Um, usually some street parades, bit of funniness, dress up, that sort of stuff. But otherwise, it's supposed so to be many the, dress ups. There so is so many dress ups. It's great fun. But uh, otherwise, it's 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 a quieter period in the Jewish calendar. So, Shavuot, what's it all about? So it's seven weeks. What's that all about? I presume it has something to do with uh, staying up all night. <laughs> it does have something to do with staying all night. So Shavuot uh, celebrates the giving of the Torah by God, to Moses at Mount Sinai. That's what it's marking. So under tradition, uh, Jewish tradition says that Moses went up onto Mount Sinai and was given the Torah, which is the the first five books of the Bible, if you like, in their entirety, as they are written, word for word, absolutely written by God. That's the tradition. Um, So that's what it celebrates. Now, so we're gonna have. So now we have to try and make some stretches to get to these things about staying up all night and some of the other practices. So it gets a little bit vague, and there's a reason why it gets a bit vague. Is this like Hanukkah, which is celebrated? We talked about Hanukkah over Christmas last year. It was the yep. same time. Um, like Hanukkah, this is not a festival that's in the Torah itself. So the rules around what you need to do at Shavuot are a bit vague. They're open to interpretation a little bit more so than the other stuff. So let's cut to the staying up all night. So why, what is this staying up not all night business all about? So the idea is that you stay up all night to study the Torah. So 
you might study some other books of the, of the Jewish text, but they'll all go back to the Torah. Um, so you stay up all night, study the Torah. The story goes, tradition goes, that the, the Israelites were supposed to wake up early on the day that Moses was to go up onto Mount Sinai to get the Torah. They slept in. Moses mm. had to wake them up. So what do we do? We study all night to sort of it's kind of like trying to atone from the for your sin uh, for your ancestors fear. sort of you know getting it a bit wrong so that's why you stay up all night look it's a fairly recent by jewish standards it's fairly recent tradition maybe 5 or 600 years old <laughs> um you know there's some there's some you might connect it to maybe the ottoman empire the uh, proliferation of coffee and people being a little bit buzzy so maybe that was a bit to do with it what else do we do at Shavuot? So we stay up all night studying Torah. We- do people stay up all night together? Yes. Or do you go just to your house and watch TV? No, no, no. Judaism is all about community. So you would go to the synagogue or you will go to someone's house and you will study as a group. Torah study should never be done alone. Uh, with with food and costumes? With food, not so much costumes. Okay. Uh, food. Let's talk about food. Going off traffic. No, we'll go back to food. So study Torah. The other thing that you would do is read the book of Ruth. Ruth is um, the first person to choose Judaism or the first convert to Judaism in tradition. Um, So she's the one who uh, says to her mother after her husband dies, wherever you go, I will go, which is basically her act of faith, if you like. So, but why Ruth on Shavuot, the book of Ruth? Well, it's because King David, who was one of Ruth's descendants, died on Shavuot. There's your connection. It's a bit of a stretch, but that's the way we do it. So they'll mm. read the book of Ruth. Whilst reading the book of Ruth, food, because food is important. This is a Jewish festival. Absolutely. Dairy. No dairy? No Lots of dairy. Dairy, dairy oh, okay. is the thing. So we're talking blintzes. We're talking cheesecakes. All that sort of really yummy thing. The synagogue I go to, there is the annual cheesecake competition. <laughs> It is hard fought out, and it is terrible having to taste 25 different cheesecakes. But we have to do it. Do they it. make them big enough so everybody can try? Uh, or do you get to be like a special judge? No, they, they're they usually very large because, you know, you it's a bit of a popularity contest. It's, yes. Um, and they cut the pieces really small because, hey, 25 pieces of cheesecake. Well, it's a lot of cheesecake. So dairy. Why dairy? Tradition says that um, because... Uh, Jewish law is based on the book of the Torah. That's where kosher eating comes from. So when the Israelites, up until they receive the Torah, are not subject to the law, they get the Torah, suddenly they have to keep kosher. Their cooking um, pots and stuff weren't kosher, so they couldn't cook meat, so they had dairy. It's a bit of a stretch, but let's that's, that's the tradition. Um, what else do we do? Uh, the other thing that we probably should talk about is greenery. So this is a festival where we would... You decorate the synagogue and your home, if you choose to, with flowers and green bushes and stuff like that. Not trees, because that would look a little bit like a Christmas tree, so that's a definite Uh no-no. But bushes, ivy, that sort of stuff, decorate with greenery. All that is to do with is Shavuot is the first time that you you could take fruit to the temple when it existed. There's the connection. Beautiful. So that's Shavuot in a nutshell. And do we say happy Shavuot? You can say happy Shavuot or you can say hug Sameach. Oh, yes. Hug Hug Sameach. You could probably put hug Shavuot Samayach if you really want to, but hug Samayach will do. Hug Samayach or good, or, Saturday night. Yeah, absolutely. And Sunday, all day Sunday. And, and all day Sunday, of course, yeah. <gasps> so if just you just keep eating all night and all day. Uh, yeah, probably Essentially. Not. Well, yeah. 
That is Everyday Sunday with Calculate. You are on the Spirit Lounge on Joy 94.9. This song is ending. There it goes. Wow. That was impressive. It was very impressive. It was very boppy. They even did like a boom, boom, boom in it. And you're such a fan of the word boom in a song too. It actually infuriates me. I hate when people say the word boom. I don't don't ask why. I don't know. There is no logic behind it. I just don't like it. Anyway, the reason why we have played Everyday Sunday is because the front man from Everyday Sunday, Trey Pearson, actually came out of the closet recently. Very publicly, he did it um, in a blog post. And this news has gone, it's gone quite mainstream, which I found really interesting Especially because, like, even I wasn't aware of the band Everyday Sunday. And I grew up um, listening. My parents always bought me, like, Christian rock albums and stuff. Um, so I knew, like, a lot of Christian rock bands. And I, I don't know Everyday Sunday, and I'm not sure why. Maybe they're more recent. Well, they didn't seem to be that recent. They've had heats as back as far as 2007. Yeah, that's still more recent. That's more recent? Yeah. Because in 2007, I was in year 11, and therefore I was getting ready to leave school, and I probably wasn't at church because I'd come out. Uh, okay, so the, that might be part of the reason, but anyhow. Yeah. So he uh, told the world he was gay in a blog post last week. Um, after telling his family and friends, he was actually married to a woman named Lauren, and uh, I, he said that she has actually been incredibly supportive of him. Um Yeah, so he says it wasn't an easy road. He was raised in a conservative Christian family and church where uh, the message he received was that being gay is a choice, like most of us are told when we're kids uh, in the Christian church, and it's not an acceptable choice. Um, He said he's never had a same-sex relationship, uh, but all he could do was suppress his attraction to men and married Lauren eight years ago, and he has two kids with her. during that time, he's also become the lead singer of the Christian rock band Everyday Sunday, and he's been with the band since 2001, so it is actually kind of It old. is kind of old. wonder why you haven't heard of them. Mm. Who would know? Anyhow, so he, he talks about not being able to continue to lead a dishonest life, which I think is a fairly common story. Yeah. But obviously, it's incredible how um, growing up in that church environment, it just really pushed him to try and be everything but gay in many ways. Like he's got married, he's got kids. He talks about, you know, he felt suppressed. He was taught that it was a choice. So he's trying not to choose it. It's, it's, yeah. And it's really, it's really cool that he's come out and his wife has said, yeah, we haven't got a quote from her. Oh no. He says, uh, in reference to his wife, she was amazing. She just hugged me and cried and told me how proud she was of me. So it's, it's cool that she's supportive, even though she would live part of this, you know, Christian lifestyle, which, you know, some of the media would portray as not congruent with the LGBTI community, but we know from what we talk about here on the Spirit Lounge that some parts of the church, the Christian church as a whole, that's certainly the case, but there's other parts where being gay is not such a problem in the, in the Christian church. So um, it's I think it's really cool that she's being supportive of him. Absolutely. Um, And he said he wants to uh, contribute to a conversation about LGBT acceptance in faith communities and preach that the clobber verses in the Bible about homosexuality being an abomination um, 
aren't addressing committed gay relationships. So he's already not only identified who he is, he's come out, and then he's also identified what he wants to do about it in terms of helping other people, getting the message out there, because he's obviously he's he's a spokesperson. If he's the front man of band, essentially he's been a spokesperson for a long time lyrically, and now he can do it in the church as well, which is just incre- incredible. So good on him. We hope to hear more news from him soon. We certainly do. Yeah. So on a, a similar but really different. It is really different. It is really different. So, there, the singer. Uh, this is this is a, a couple of months old. We haven't mentioned it before, so we thought it fits in perfectly with this. So, uh, Neon Trees singer Tyler Glenn, uh, who was very well known as a Mormon, has um, released a video where he has come out as gay. He's also drinking alcohol. He is. Um, Doing something to pictures of Joseph Smith, who is the the um, founder of the Church of the Latter Day Saints, um, and yes, he's he's had a bit of backlash about it. So he came out in 2014 and said he was actually still a believer um, in the Mormon Church, and he had been raised in the faith. He'd gone on mission and continued to be a member of the community in Salt Lake City. And he said, I always tried to make being gay and Mormon work. Um, but obviously something's happened recently. Well, I think it's the, the Mormon Church has moved from a, a stance of just not accepting to a stance of throwing people out of the church for being LGBTI. So um, he can't be... By Mormon, oh, depends on how you define it, but the official Mormon Church won't let him be a member anymore because he's come out as LGBTI. Um, so he's come out. So I wonder whether that's had a little bit to do with the influencing about this kind of um, this really quite uh, confronting from a Mormon perspective. It's quite confronting. He's drinking alcohol. He spits on an, an altered image of uh, the founder of the, the Mormon Church, Joseph Smith. Um, it's interesting, though, that he talks about it as being a song more about a violent relationship. And I wonder whether that's actually talking about his relationship with the Mormon church, about whether he perceives that as actually being violent. That's a violent relationship, not in terms of the physicality of yeah. violence, but in terms of the emotion of a violent emotional relationship and whether that's what he's trying to um, go to. Well, absolutely, because he has said... The big problem here is that they claim it's the only truth, they being the Mormon church. There have been over 40 suicides within the church as a result of this policy. These aren't just grown men and women. Many are children. It's backwards. It's not of God. I needed to make this statement to artfully show the pain of a faith crisis and the darkness of doubt, but also that there's ways to reclaim what is yours. And that was about him coming out and the church's view on same-sex relationships. So it definitely sounds... Aggressive, angry, sad, all of the above. Yeah, Yeah, but um, good on him. He's he's, he's obviously okay. He's mm -hmm. still making music. Uh, He is promising a full solo album, uh, and he said it is going to be through a lens of celebration. So although his video looks quite aggressive, um, it's celebratory for him because he's living to his full potential or, or something along those lines. I'm not very poetic with my words. That's all right. But, yeah, so we hope to hear a little bit more and hopefully the solo album will be out soon. 
now we had a bell. Do we want to talk about the bell? Let's talk Absolutely. about the bell. Absolutely. So we have a new membership through, and this one is from Kirsten from Clyde in Victoria. And thank you very much for becoming a Joy member. I want to give you a... We really appreciate it. Here on the Spirit Lounge, we hope you're enjoying the show tonight as well. We actually have some film stuff to talk about as well. Film stuff? Yeah, film stuff. So last week I actually had a bit of a conversation about celebrities and their religions. I talked about um, Julia Roberts is a Hindu. Um, Mark Wahlberg is actually a devout Catholic and has um, like shrines in his bedroom and he's a twicer which means he goes to church twice on a Sunday um, and that Dolly Parton I nearly said Dolly Diamond then <laughs> Dolly Parton is um, oh not Dolly Parton uh, uh, Tina Turner Tina Turner yeah uh, totally yeah, different no no for some reason I was thinking of Dolly for something else no Tina Turner um, is Buddhist you are on the Spirit Lounge on Joy 94.9. Mark, what was that song? That was I've Never Been to Me by Charlene, which of course is from Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Absolutely. It was it was very beautiful. I feel soothed through to my core. It is a soothing song. It does have a little bit of a spiritual element. It's about a journey to back to me, which often people talk about a spiritual journey being a journey to find themselves. Um, you know, if you want to go to a bit more of a surface level, you can say it was, um, you know, she talks about um, making love with a preacher in the sun, which is kind of lovely. Um, the spiritual element to um, Priscilla is, is kind of interesting. It is about a journey and it's about people finding themselves. It's about grieving. So there's lots of bits. That it's actually got a bit of depth in terms of, of a spiritual element. But yes, we are talking about spirituality through films. And obviously, any film that has any kind of journey that is like an internal journey, um, which often is portrayed through external journeys, so like the physicality of going from one place to another in order to find yourself, um, is essentially spiritual. So it's it's got the philosophical um, spirituality through it, uh, you look at Boys on the Side. It's a great film about a journey, but it's got a spiritual element. It's about acceptance of oneself, of finding oneself. It's got all those elements play, portrayed through those three three characters that go on. It's a fairly inane sort of start. It goes off on a bit of a tangent, but it's also about it. That's the spiritual journey, and then that's often what we talk about in terms of having a spiritual journey. It is finding yourself or getting to a place of comfort, and and that's what Boys on the Side is. So there's a a film to start us off with. It's interesting. I actually mentioned before um, about Julia Roberts and being Hindu and th the film Eat, Pray, Love is essentially some... I, ha I haven't seen the film, but I know about it. It's essentially about a woman who goes on a journey to find herself and um, with lots of Hindu elements within it, um, meditation, um, uh there is another thing that I'm trying to think of, but it's just not coming out of my mouth in words. Instead, it's coming out as blah. Um, but yeah, Julia Roberts actually, like, as an actor, as a human, not as an actor, outside of the film, um, discovered that, that that's that she would convert to Hinduism because of this film and the uh, journey that 
that her character went on in this film, she went on it in real life and um, would often meditate uh, before and during and after filming each day, which is how she converted to Hinduism. Wow. It's, it was a quite a powerful sort of um, journey for her, a powerful sort of film. Lots and lots of films have sort of more explicit and more implicit um, references to religion in them. I was thinking of one that just came to my head, Mind is the Godfather. Yes. So it's an interesting film. So it's, it, it, is, it is obviously a commentary on Italian life and mafiosi and all that sort of stuff. But if you, talk, if you look at The Godfather and you look at how it portrays, there's a particularly poignant scene that comes to my mind from the, God, the first Godfather, The Godfather, if you like, um, where he arranges an assassination whilst he's becoming Godfather to his, I think it's a nephew, it might be a niece, doesn't matter. But whilst he's becoming a godfather to either a niece or a nephew. so, And his cover is the fact that he's at the baptism. And it's that the film is, is doesn't go into it in great detail, but it talks about how that is, on one hand, he's this great pillar of the community and of the church, but on the, at the same very time, he's doing something that's really quite horrific and, and goes against all those sort of values. So that's that's one that pops into to mind. If you've got a film that you'd like us to talk about or you want to just mention, do uh, you can text us on uh, 0429JOY. 0427JOY. No, <laughs> I can't see it from the other side. Uh, and, uh, or you can contact us via the app. Yes. It's um, an easy way to do it. And if you want to become a JOY member, give us a call on 1300JOY949 and we will take your membership. You can also probably renew via the app. We should investigate that. Yes, there would be. There would be. Definitely. Um, but back to the films. Back to films. So I uh, was reading some articles and I found this article quite interesting. And it says, why is it that Hinduism has the this subtle but solid influence on Hollywood and movies? And Because um, originally when I thought of just talking about films and stuff, I was thinking of all the films that seem to have Jewish references in them. And there is especially comedy. It seems that lots of comedy seems to reference um, uh, Jewish holidays or Jewish culture. Um, And I think that's because there are, there just seems to be a lot of Jewish people in Hollywood or Jewish directors and producers who put those themes into films. But I was very interested to find out that actually Hinduism, Hinduism has the biggest influence on Hollywood and movies. So, um, excuse me, it says um, popular box office films such as Star Wars, Batman and Interstellar all have something in common and that's, that is that Hindu, Hinduism is the driving philosophy behind them. Um, I've actually read like five different things that mentioned Interstellar and... So it's obviously about a journey. I haven't seen it. I can't comment either. I there you seen that go. One. That's an interesting so one. if you've seen Interstellar, please let us know what it's about. Um, is it about a journey? Because apparently it has very much of a, a Hindu um, theme to the film. Um, but it was the eighth highest grossing movie in 2014. And the entire plot was based on the ideal of a universal super consciousness, consciousness that transcends space and time in which all human life is connected. And that is a Hindu belief that there is a universal super consciousness that connects everybody, everybody, and everything. Absolutely. Um, 
and this belief has existed for nearly 3,000 years and it originates from the Vedic period. Uh, it says another scene in the movie has the hero of the fiend film played by Matthew McConaughey referencing a central notion of the oldest philosophical manuscripts of India known as the Upanishads. Does that sound right? That sounds very good. You've done wonderfully. I don't even... I can't talk. What's wrong with me? We're not sure, but the film obviously has lots of... lots. It's it's being... it picks up a whole heap of Hindu beliefs and puts it into a film, which is is interesting. You, you talk about like lots of Jewish directors. There are lots of Jewish films. Um, it possibly might be a little bit more also reflective of if Judaism is a little bit more mainstream in in America than it is say here in Australia, and that's possibly why you're getting those mainly American films. I was actually trying to Google uh, Adam Sandler, and mm-hmm. is he actually Jewish? Because he does a lot of Jewish references in his films. I'm, uh, I'm going to quickly... No, Adam Sandler is definitely Jewish. And if you'd been on the Hanukkah show, you would have heard us play... No, I did hear this. I know Adam the Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song, which Absolutely. there is now four versions of, <laughs> during which he, he points out which celebrities are Jewish so that, you know, the, 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 it's a bit tongue-in-cheek, but the aim of the song is for Jewish kids at Christmas. Hey, you're not the only one not celebrating Christmas. There's lots of other people who are lighting the menorah and... You know, spinning the dreidel is, is as the words of the song go. And you're on the Spirit Lounge on Joy ninety four point nine. So it is Radiothon week. We have had, we've had four, four. Andrew, like, Kirsten, Steve, and Paul tonight, who have all either joined or. You can keep talking. I can keep talking. Who've either joined or renewed their memberships to Joy. We've also had some great donations from Andrew and I believe. Let's have a look. Stephen. Stephen. So thank you so much. You are, this is what keeps us on the air. And this is, you know, it's a great part of the diversity of our community talking about something that's a little bit different. And it makes our souls happy as well. It does make our souls happy. So we will keep talking about film another night, but it is a big good night from Rachel. And from Mark. You have been on the Spirit Lounge on Joy 94.9. And this is Chains with Tina Arena, Jessica Mowboy and the Veronicas. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.